Hello, Alex. Hey, mate. We're recording on a bank holiday. We are indeed. We're the only ones working today. Everyone else is on their asses. Yeah, if we were receiving any money for this podcast, then it should be doubled. Double bubble today. Um, yeah, everyone's watching the Queen's funeral. Uh, we sadly are not. We have to do this. We're working, yeah. Um, but I think it's what the Queen would have wanted. We never mentioned this, but the FA Cup is, is a royal affair. Yeah, I think she's a patron of some kind. She certainly used to, used award, to the, <laughs> award the FA Cup to uh, the winners on occasion. Yes, and now William's done it. I is think. he the head of the FA? Why didn't Charles ever do it? Maybe Charles did do it. Why does William do it? I think he's the head of the FA. Okay, fine. I think. So I wonder who will be the head of the FA now. Would it be his little baby? What's his name? George. I don't want to meet George. I don't, really, also, I don't really want to meet William. Having a 10-year-old kid or whatever he is is the head of the FA, surely is. Yeah. Who do they support the Royals? Villa. They support, they, Villa. Wasn't the Queen an Arsenal fan? I think there was an article about that. I was reading something about that. Because she, uh, she was supposed to go... And, I was reading she was supposed to go to the opening of the Emirates. She couldn't make it. So she invited all the Arsenal players around and then said she was an Arsenal fan. That's good. That almost sounds like a two boys. That almost, ugh, that almost sounds like a road to Wembley. Uh, news story yeah well you mentioned you nearly mentioned two boys uh, one cup one cup which is the uh, former name of this podcast um, and way back then when it was the former name um, because this is the third season um, we we went to a, a club that we were being reacquainted with at the moment Chatham Town FC yeah we should explain uh, Walton Hersham uh, won their first round qualifying replay against uh, Beaconsfield um, so they were drawn again at home against Chatham Town Chatham Town uh, is a club we came across in the second series of this podcast uh, and, in fact, recorded an episode about them which never even saw the light of day. The Lost Episodes. There's probably a big online campaign right now for us to release the Lost Episodes. Absolutely, yeah. When this podcast really takes off, yeah, people, people will be, be begging for it. Chomping at the bit. Um, I have <clears throat> very fond memories of Chatham. I think it was cool. Um, it was just not necessarily the football game. Although I think the football game was good. I remember like a 15-year-old goalkeeper or something like that. Was that right? Yeah, I think, it, I think from memories, they were 3-0 down... Three 0 up Chatham, and then the other team scored two, and they brought on a fifteen-year-old goalkeeper and they saved the penalty to keep. Yes, it that sounds right. Yeah, that would have been a good episode. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately for the you fans. guys would have loved that. Um, yeah, and this clubhouse was really good. We'll talk about them a bit later. Um, but first, should we do the news? So we've arrived at the news segment of the podcast, Jack. This is where you read out three stories, two of which are true, are false, one of which is true. We've been doing this for about three years now, you still can't get the concept. <laughs> two are fake, one is true. It's up to Row to uh, find out which one is true. It's a guess. Um, we'll go straight into it. The first headline, also there's headlines as well, which is say. The first headline is, I need a hero. Okay. Okay. Um, so you remember Abamyang, who's now back in the Premier League. Abamyang, when he would score a goal, he would celebrate by sometimes putting on like a superhero mask. Yeah. Um, I hated that celebration personally, but uh, a young man named Kenji Sato, who plays for Tokyo Verde in the J2 division, so second division of Japanese football, he loved that celebration. Yeah. And he wanted to emulate it. Uh, so when he scored a goal, he put on an Ultraman mask. Ultraman is a very famous superhero in japan okay. he's been around since the 50s um, and he put on the mask to celebrate his goal uh, now the problem is japan have very strict copyright laws um and he was not allowed to wear the mask on tv or even in front of a large crowd like that um without express permission from the creators of ultraman and furthermore it gets worse the ultraman mask wasn't even official merchandise apparently got a bootleg version of it from some oh, sort of market yeah i know naughty 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 um, so he was fined uh, a million yen, which works out to be about six thousand pounds. Not that much. Sounds really bad. Um, by the Japanese uh, 
government and actually was uh, had, a, had a game ban, had a free game ban in the J2 League. Wow. Um, now, that should be the end of the story, really. But the actor who was currently playing Ultraman on TV, he spoke out about this and he said, this is not what Ultraman would have wanted and it's unfair on Kenji. Um, then the Ultraman team replaced him. He was uh, sacked from the Ultraman TV show and he was replaced by someone else. Oh my God, wow. Yeah, so they actually had changed Ultraman because of that. Um, so yeah, what do you think of that? Have you heard of Ultraman before? I've just Googled a picture of Ultraman. Have you, yeah. have you seen what Ultraman looks like? Uh, it looks a lot like a cyborg. From yeah, he does. Yeah, he does look like Cyberman. Yeah, yeah. It's I think strange. He, yeah, he is good. Um, I'd love to see that on a football pitch, though. It's a great, yeah, it's great good. outfit. Well, to don't put out. don't do it because you're going to get told, unless you do <laughs> only it. in Japan. I guess you can do it in the UK. I don't know how it works. That's a, a country that's really good at shit together. They can be that uh, that heavy on on copyright law when you know. Yeah. Well, you know, maybe maybe it's not true. But there you go. That's called I Need a Hero uh, about Kenji Sato and his mask antics. Um, the next one is called Pratt the Bed. Okay. Um, so in 1991, Luton Town were relegated from the fourth division of English football, uh, despite finishing, finishing eighth the previous season. Okay. Uh, people were very confused uh, why there was such a huge drop in quality, especially the fans, um, as the team was very much on the rise before that. Um, now, one reason the tabloids theorised was there was huge um, problems behind the scenes, especially at home. Um, to give you an idea of what, what was going on, um, three players were divorced that year, as well as four becoming separated from their girlfriends and wives and two messy breakups in the, in the public eye. Okay? Yeah. Um, their captain and star player, Keith Granger, actually lost custody of his children as well. He had two children. Um, so yeah there's that that was an idea of why it happened but why that happened people weren't so sure the, the Sun later reported a story at the end that um, at the end of season party for the 1990 season um, so the season before they got relegated um, they there was a serious mix-up <laughs> okay um, the club had arranged two parties uh, one with wives and long-term girlfriends with a full spread of food and another which we kept under wraps but would include, I'm sorry to say, cocaine strippers, prostitutes, as well as invites being sent out to extramarital girlfriends and known mistresses, mistresses of players. Wow. Okay. Who organised that, do you know? Well, the club, apparently. But you can see where this is going. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, the dates of these parties were um, mixed up and they were basically, basically put out on the same day. Um, so uh, as the players and their partners uh, were, were partway through dinner, uh, plates of drugs and half-dressed women entered the room. Um, supposedly, the mix-up was placed squarely at the feet of the then-manager, Leslie Pratt. Um, <laughs> Pratt, of course, lost the dressing room after that. <laughs> what are you laughing? This is the news. This can't be true. <laughs> this is absurd. Pratt lost the dressing room after that, and um, players obviously found their once peaceful home lives ruined, so um, found it hard to focus on football. Um, okay. Pratt was sacked during that season, of course. That makes sense, yeah. Um, so, yeah, a bit of a disaster. Pratt the bed. What do, you, what do you think of that? You already told me it's not true. No, no, I haven't told you it's not true. I'm just, uh, I've got some doubts. Yeah. Um, Firstly, you mentioned about seven or eight players who broke up with their partners. Um, football's a 23-man squad, but were the other 15, 16 partners okay with the... the well, I imagine, not, I imagine not all of them would have had girlfriends. Some of them might have had just pretty, you know, pretty new relationships. Yeah. I didn't say everyone had a girlfriend, though. Okay, yeah, fine. Um, right. Yeah, and also, you know, maybe you can... I, you try and black it a little bit, but like, I don't, who's, what's all this about? I never did. I didn't know this. Who yeah. are these people? I guess I have a feeling... Well, the, the Sun article... This is, all from the, this is all in articles from the Sun as well, so take it with a pinch of salt. Um, but supposedly some of the wives were aware of these messages and you know were a bit, were a bit upset to see yeah. these people were back um, so yeah that's called Pratt the Bed wow yeah, I like that his name is a Pratt yeah. and he indeed is a Pratt yeah um, kind of unfair it was all placed on his I'm sure there's lots of people involved but mm-hmm. yeah that's what happened um, the next one and the final one is called Chloroform is Temporary <laughs> okay um, so last episode we mentioned the 1930 World Cup 
Yeah. Um, and during that World Cup, um, the semi-final was between Argentina and the United States. Yeah. Um, Argentina were beating the USA 6-1. Okay. But despite this, the American uh, coaching staff were very, very frustrated as they thought Argentina were playing dirty. Okay. Lots of big danger challenges and they thought the ref was being very biased towards the Argentina players with not enough fouls being given. Um, this escalated to a point where one of their American physios was very, very frustrated and ran onto the pitch to argue with the ref. Um, during though, he, in his frustration, he threw down his medical bag. Okay. Yeah. In the medical bag was a glass bottle of chloroform which smashed the pieces and the fumes came from the bag <laughs> and knocked him out. So he literally collapsed onto the pitch in a, sl- in a slumber and then he had to be stretched off. So the physio was stretched off during the game. Um, that didn't affect the game. The game did then 6-1. Wow. But yeah, he knocked himself out uh, using the chloroform. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a medical man. I'm not sure whether that's possible, but I like it as a, as a theory. Yeah, well, I guess, yeah, you can imagine it smashing the floor. I guess if a whole bottle smashed, you know, a little bit will knock you out, won't it? If I was allowed lifelines or, or uh, who wants to be a millionaire style yeah. chips, mm-hmm. that would be my phone a friend. I'd have to you dial have to in the doctor. You, yeah. Carl, you, doc, doctor. Dr. Charlie. Dr. I'm not, Charlie, I'm not sure yeah. I've ever mentioned Dr. Charlie in the podcast before, but he's our one doctor friend. And I'd be calling him. And he'd, uh, I'm sure he wouldn't know. And also he lives in Australia, so he'd probably be in bed. Yeah, superb title though. Yeah, so that, let's go over the titles again. I Need a Hero, which is about the uh, Ultraman mask and the the, uh, the copyright infringement which followed. Pratt the Bed, which of course off in the embarrassing um, Luton Town after-season party. <laughs> and Chloroform is temporary, where a physio knocked himself out with a bottle of chloroform while arguing with a ref. What do you think is, what do you think is true? I, I think uh, I love Chloroform is temporary. I can't imagine... You're carrying around so much chloroform in such uh, strong doses that you throw it on the floor and it knocks out that someone from sort of presumably a meter distance or something. Mm-hmm. Um, the Pratt the bed. I think that kind of thing does go on in football. Mm. And it was nineteen ninety one as well. Rambo was a it is 90s. a hilarious mix up. Probably yeah. not so much for the partners. No, there's a lot of heartbreak in that story. Yeah. Um, and therefore, I'm going to have to say that I need a hero is the, is the true story. Okay, well, um, you're going to be shocked here. Chloroform is temporary, is true. <laughs> so I find it interesting as well. I guess, because chloroform is so powerful, isn't it? You need a little drop would knock you out. So I imagine if you smash an entire bottle, yeah. it would, I guess it would knock you out. That, that's the story. Apparently, it's going to be true. I read it on several articles as well. Um, there's some debate over whether he was just going on to give treatment or whether he was arguing with the ref. The article I read, he was arguing with the ref. Right. And that's why he threw his bag down. Right. Some say he just simply dropped it. But yeah, he knocked himself out and he had to be stretched off. Um, the ninth, and I'd like to say that Luton Town, that never happened Luton Town. I apologise to everyone in Luton Town <laughs> <laughs> for that silly story I made up. And I don't know about Japanese copyright laws. I Maybe you can wear an Ultraman mask. I don't know. Well, that's, that's a, that was a great story. Well done. Thank yeah. you for giving me all three of those. Um, yeah, I love that. Uh, I think while we're on the subject of Luton, apparently they've got a lovely stadium. I'd love to get it on the pod in the future. Yeah, maybe we can ask, I was about to say, can we ask that story is true? And I just, then I just remembered I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't ask that. Um, we've mentioned Luton. Should we move on to new club? Yeah, new club. Introducing all new Crocktails, the shoe that doubles as a cocktail shaker. Brought to you by the makers of the worldwide footwear phenomenon Crocs, the Crocktail shakes booze in your shoes. Here's how it works. Step one, unfurl the discrete metal cap in the three inch sole of your Crocktail. Step two, fill the cavity with ingredients such as an alcoholic spirit, champagne, wine, lemon juice, lime juice, apple juice, orange juice, milk or sugar. Step three, refasten the discrete metal cap and begin your day. Your Crocktail will shake your mixture as you go about your normal daily activities 
and will enable you to discreetly take your tipple with you wherever you go. Purchase a Croctel before the 31st of October and receive a free Croctel straw. Croctels, booze in your shoes. So I guess this is the first non-new new club because mm. as we've mentioned previously we've actually seen this club before. Um, since we last saw them uh, they've actually secured promotion back to the, the Isthmian League um, which is good for them. So they're at a higher level than they were previously. They're, I think we thought um, they're certainly a better team than when we saw them previously. Good. Um, they actually won that with a 10-1 victory. One thing I don't know Jesus if Jesus Christ. Really. Yeah, remarkable, right? Yeah, they really caned it. Uh, one thing that uh, we didn't notice necessarily last time is that they are managed by a man called Kevin Hake. Okay, tell me about yeah. Kevin Hake. Well, the funny thing about Kevin Hake is he's not only the manager, he's also the chairman. Wow, okay. So it feels like he's got a bit of a monopoly over the club, really. Yeah, that's very... Um, what's that film with Will Ferrell? It's semi-pro, who's saying that? <laughs> that's a bad Will Ferrell film, don't watch that. Maybe Cut. that's what it's based on. Maybe, yeah. Will Ferrell as Kevin it's based Hake. on Chatham FC, yeah. I also like uh, the fact that recently um, Chatham have uh, got a new logo. To, um, which is a ship you might have seen it. it's a white ship on a red background nice uh, which is showing off their shipbuilding backgrounds and they've got a manager with a name a fish's name yeah incredible wow so they're really tying all the yeah, like, connecting all the dots all the loose ends yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> um, they play in red their home kit is red and their away kit is blue which might remind you of another team Walton and Hirschman FC oh yeah whose home kit is red and away kit is blue I couldn't think of many other clubs where there's two the opposing colours. Like usually, yeah. usually your rivals in Yeah, it's blue, red or blue. Really. Yeah, yeah. Um, they didn't have many famous fans. Okay. As many of the clubs don't. Um, so I did the random fan generator, as oh, we often do. Fantastic. And it pulled me out Billy the Kid, the Wild West outlaw, <laughs> born in 1859. Maybe uh, slightly controversially, he died in 1882, which is the same year that Chatham was founded. Well, I suppose he could have... He could have been maybe a founding member, or maybe he found yeah. out found out the foundation. He thought that's fantastic. The founding father of Chatham FC. Um, that's a great fan to have. Uh, if I was, if that was, I know it's not true, but if that was, let's say it was true. I do my all my branding around Billy. I'd dine out on it. Yeah, yeah. You'd have absolutely. like the Cowboys, and you'd have the. That's incredible. That's a great fan for Chatham. Yeah, that's pretty much everything I've learned, Jack, about Chatham FC. I wonder if you. One other thing is that uh, ships are, are pretty big in football. Have you noticed this before? Do you want me to tell you a fun fact? Okay. <laughs> so Athletic Bilbao from Spain. Yeah. So they were formed by shipbuilders from Sunderland. Wow, really? Yeah. And There's that's a lot of like foreign clubs which are made by us. Mm. Yeah, go on. East Coast shipbuilders, because we've been to Hartlepool as well, don't forget. Yeah. Um, Bilbao play in red and white because Sunderland play in red and white. And okay. they've got a ship on their logo because they were formed by... I had no idea. That's a really, really good fact. So I wonder if there's any clubs out there that Chatham were kind of the instigators. It's such an old club. Yeah, like 140 years old this year. Maybe Real Madrid comes from other from Chatham. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's also Man City's got a ship, right? I think a few clubs. With yeah, ships. maybe we'll do like a little list of ship clubs. We probably won't do that, will we? But that's a fun feature <laughs> to look forward to in the future. Yeah. Um, well, that's great. Um, cool. Well, let's should we go into the game? Let's get onto the game. So this game was incredibly special for Walton. Um, the BBC were down. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're actually on TV, which is massive for a club like that. Club for, and for Chatham as well, not just for the Swans. Yeah. Um, they broke their tennis record for the third time this season um, with over 1,000, 1,060 people um, at the game. Uh, and you could feel that tension and excitement in the, in the ground. Um, absolutely. Absolutely rocking. 
Um, it's worth noting that when the owners who took over the club, uh, one of them tweeted um, saying our goal is to get 100 people, 100 people through that door. That's what he wanted to achieve. He wanted to get 100 fans at one game. Um, fast forward to 2022, they have over 1,000. So an incredible achievement um, and just really good for non-league football. Um, Absolutely. What, what we love the FA Cup about, it gives everyone a chance to, to make it big and have that kind of moment in the sun. And there was lots of, I think, it's difficult to overstate the commercial benefits of having this kind of game on at these clubs um, that they... For the first time ever, or first time since I've seen them, had a had a proper shirt sponsor, Orton Hersham. Yeah, yeah. Um, they had the whole pitch was covered in branding. You, it was one of those games where often at these um, stadiums there is a single stand uh, along the length of one pitch, and then you can uh, stand kind of stand up around the the perimeter of the pitch, right as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, often there are pretty much spaces all around the pitch, and the, the stand is full. But this game, the the whole pitch was surrounded by fans, fans and the yeah. stands was completely full. Um, it really was bouncing. They had a tannoy for the first time. That's always a big thing. Incredible. They had an electric subs board. They were pulling out all the stops. They weren't messing around. They really weren't. Um, there were two tributes before the game. One to Chatham FC's uh, Josh Ogunsei, uh, who sadly lost his sister earlier this week. And there was also a, min- a minute silence to uh, the Queen as well, who died last week. It's a very strange... Britain's a funny old country. Uh, and we kind of, I, th- I think, uh, find ourselves torn between not wanting to make a big deal out of things uh, in a kind of a showy American way but also being stuffy and uh, nostalgic about our traditions um, and it all felt very British when a man uh, accidentally shouted that he wanted free lagers uh, unexpectedly loudly in the minute silence and see I that was that would annoy some people but I think that sums up the country beautifully that's Britain in I a think nutshell, that's what we're it? about isn't it you yeah. know, we have traditions we do some stuff but we're also you know we're, we're a bit silly and we want a lager sometimes you know <laughs> um, that's a, well, it's a great intro to the game it um, was so busy that I uh, missed the start of the game because I was in a queue get, for those delicious burgers. Couldn't get through the door. <laughs> um, let's go into the game. So it, it went off to an incredible start um, yeah. for Walton, for our beloved Walton. Tell me about it. Walton and Hersham started yeah, really, really fast. They actually raced into a 2-0 lead. Um, they were playing, playing brilliantly. Um, and then this was really at this point where I thought something special was starting to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought maybe they're going to Wembley. Is that um, the atmosphere you think? Is that the, the, the excitement? Do you think that they, they show ponies? Yeah, do you know what? When you, when you start watching the games, in the first when we first came across Walton Hersham, you're kind of um, watching it from afar, not mm-hmm. not physically but metaphorically. And uh, I found myself, I found my arms being thrown in the air when yeah, when, yeah, yeah. when the goals went in and stuff. And I found you know my heart missing a beat when when there was a big tackle kind of thing. Love it. And you start to really care for these clubs. Um, we kind of mentioned last week that Jordan Adeyemi um, was on fire. And he was on fire again this week. He uh, scored the opener, kind of duping two defenders and then scuffing the ball into the bottom right-hand corner with his left foot. Classic. Um, sometimes you watch football matches and just feel a little bit sorry for players uh, because the Chatton Town right-back was having a torrid time. Um, it was that man, Adiemi again, who skinned him and put the ball on the plate for Arsene Ulkai, who is uh, an Albanian player, uh, and he slotted home from close range. This is all Adiemi. Um, frustratingly Walton and Hersham kind of sat back a little bit and, and accepted a bit too much pressure yeah a bit of deja vu I think for us yeah um, we've seen it before we often talk on this podcast about how much we think Walton play really good football um, they often go ahead um, they always seem to be at home for some reason I have no idea how they're doing it um, but despite all of those factors going for them they do seem to kind of it's always well let's tell me what happens next well yeah it could have been a very different game had they not allowed uh, the who were we playing? Chatham Town FC yeah, yeah. <laughs> captain to score. Uh, he was called Jack Evans and he scored just before half time 
leaving it 2-1 at the break. Um, the second half, I think, was played at a slightly slower pace. Um, there was a lot of excitement in the first half, in the crowd and amongst the players. Um, the highlight, not the highlight, but a, a big moment in the second half, which made me laugh, was uh, a power cut. Um, yeah. There was a power cut and lots of burgers were wasted because all the, all the uh, hops the, went off. The true cost of a power cut. Truly, yeah. I noted that Walton Hersham FC are sponsored by a company called the Electrical Enclosure Specialists. They must I be. did wonder if they were... on their face right yeah. now. God, they were embarrassing. Frantic. Yeah, and it's mm. on the BBC as well. Mm. Contemplating pulling the plug. <laughs> yeah. um, but unfortunately for Walton Hersham FC, uh, Chatham Town sub Mikey Dalton uh, equalised from... A really bad error from... Remember we spoke about Devon Tanton last week, the Fulham Loney. He lost the ball in his own half, got tackled uh, and Chatham scored, meaning that the game will once again go to a replay. They can't help themselves, Walton. They're their own worst enemies. They really are. Um, they just can't seem to put games away. Um, they're a really good side. I think really good. It was a good game, of, of course. It, yeah, you can tell by the scoreline. And they just... They're a terrific side, but um, they keep playing these replays. And I think that was this one of the longest FA Cup runs. This will be their seventh game now, yeah. So you think the, the next team they play, let's say they win this game, they're going to play a team which should be fresher than them, should play yeah. less. Um, and, you know, you've, you've, they've had this amazing home advantage and they're just going to be wasting a little bit. But um, I'm sure it'll be a great replay. Um, and I'm looking for, I think Walton will probably do it because they always seem to do it anyway. Yep. Um, but yeah, great game. Um, really happy they got that kind of over 1,000 mark. Great for both clubs. Um, that's what the FA Cup's all about it's about um, getting the big, getting the little boys on the big screen yeah so we look forward to our, our draw and um, go to the replay because uh, it will be then decided whether we are once again returning to Walton once again returning to Chatham or going to a new club altogether <laughs> 